0: Heart Centered Sales Leader podcast, your one stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best selling author and heart centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the
1: Heart Centered Sales Leader podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your Heart Centered Sales Leader, of course, and host, Connie Whitman. Now, I hope weekly as you join and and listen to the show that obviously you feel my passion, but more importantly, you help me with this movement and mission I have of changing that word sales to be the sleazy, icky, pushy, obnoxious kind of word, really to shift your paradigm of thinking that sales is truly coming from a place of love, care, and respect. And I am on a movement to get everybody to think that because here's the reality. As soon as you make that shift and you come from love, care, and respect, your business grows, sales improve, you make more money. So it's okay to get paid to do something you love, but it's okay to love your clients as well. They'll feel it and they will shower you with the results that you're looking for. If you're loving the show, which I really do hope you are, please go subscribe on however you listen. Um, please write rate, write a short review and uh, rate the show as well. That just helps with the Apple podcast ratings and all that kind of cool stuff. So I appreciate your uh, support. My motivational quote today is by, it, this is really funny, it's picsandgiggles.com, go figure, but the quote is excellent and it says, did you know... Local businesses generate 70% more local economic activity per square foot than big box retail stores. So do you know a business who has been forced to close just due to COVID? And with one in five small businesses closing their doors after COVID, uh, today's show really were honoring the 20% that had to close their shop and try to teach us how we could support those remaining businesses. So what do you think you can do locally um, to help those small businesses continue to thrive and flourish in the coming months, right? Because COVID kind of still is around. And if you are a small business owner, I really hope that you stay tuned because you're in store for a great conversation uh, with my expert today. So my expert is Jacqueline Snyder. Um, Jacqueline is actually a fashion designer and product startup expert who has helped launch over a thousand product brands over the last 12 years. She looks much too young for that, including celebrity brands. Uh, Jacqueline uh, actually joined forces with another woman who's not here, Mina, and I'm not even going to try her last name. Uh, They combined forces to create the the Product Boss Podcast. Together, they've grown a community of high-achieving products, Small product-based small business owners and have helped them scale their physical product businesses through masterminds, group coaching, digital course design, um, all specifically for product-based business owners ranging from startup uh, conception to multi-million dollar companies. So please help me welcome my amazing awesome guest Jacqueline to the show. So Jacqueline, thanks for being on.
2: Oh, thanks, Connie. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, really a pleasure. So here's the funny thing. My entire career has been in really in the financial service industry. So when we sell financial products and services, they're intangible. And my when I coach and the small businesses I typically help are not tangible products. So you fascinated me when uh, your PR person, you kind of put me across my desk saying, hey, I think you and Jacqueline should have a conversation. And I loved it because the reality is branding and, and marketing, it's kind of the same, but it's kind of not the same. So I'm intrigued with how you do things and help Product based businesses, you know, make their magic and serve. Plus, I believe in helping our, our small businesses locally as well. So, super excited to have you here.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and you coming from the business perspective, and I actually have two service based businesses. One being Designer Consulting Co op, which is my uh, consulting firm that I've had since two thousand seven, where I've helped startup fashion accessory and apparel brands launch and get started with my, my, uh, fashion design experience, but also the product boss, which is for physical product based businesses. But here's what we saw about three and a half years ago, podcasts were having their moment. I mean, they still are. And there were no podcasts specific to physical products. Everyone was teaching people how to sell, get more clients, you know, um, yeah. build funnels, digital courses, masterminds, but nothing was very specific to what do you do when you have cost of goods, you've got raw goods, you've got inventory physically sitting yes. on a shelf. Yes. How do you sell that? And so that's how Mina and I, um, kind of came together cause we both still have our own separate businesses, but we came together and created the product Boss, which has been, I, I don't think we ever realized the impact that we would have, um, on our community, on product bosses, on entrepreneurs all over the world. So it's just been incredible and obviously much needed
1: hundred percent. So you do hear a lot about online and digital and funnels and all those things that you mentioned I'm cracking up. And then in the, yeah. the physical world, right, there's still people selling stuff because we need clothing, you know, we need computers. Really yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. life goes on. We have stuff around us. So how are people marketing and selling that? So I just love it. So how did you guys meet and what, like, why, why that zone of genius together? I'm, I'm curious.
2: Yeah. Great question. Um, and funny enough, so Mina and I don't live in the same state. We're nowhere near each other. So when we first met, I was living in Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. And she's in Iowa. And mm-hmm. what happened is we were both part of a multi-six-figure C- female CEO group. And we were in a mm-hmm. Facebook group and we were listening to another podcaster. And at that point, I had my consulting business, but I also had my own accessories brand that I was selling. I was um, selling globally, wholesale. Uh, celebrities were wearing it, that sort of thing. You And I was tearing out because I had two kids. I had a business. I was like, there's no way I can keep the consulting going on this product. And the product was a wearable wrist wallet. And as our phones got bigger, everyone kept asking, well, where do you put your phone? And so it was really kind of aging out. It had its moment. Um, And so Mm – I went, I was in this group and I was, and I heard on the podcast, there's this woman, Mina Kunla Zetap, and she owns this company called Little Labels, which are baby bottle labels. And she grew this to like, you know, a seven figure business on Amazon. It's like, Hmm, Amazon is still kind of newer. And I thought I could liquidate my product on Amazon. So I contacted her and I was like, Hey, would you like to have a coffee chat to just discuss? I just have questions about Amazon. And we just hit it off on a video chat like this. um, And we hit it off and I don't know how we took it offline like onto a uh, Voxer, which is a voice app where you message each other back and forth. But we suddenly, we took it off of Facebook on a Voxer, started messaging each other. I mean, we maxed out the amount of messaging we could, we could do <laughs> with each other, but we realized we like to talk product. We were talking about how to sell. And I had all my clients, all these fashion brands that I was growing. And there was this new space of, um, I came from a very t- traditional background in terms of sales. So wholesale, you know, direct to consumer, but websites even, um, you know, when I started my business, like 14 years ago, I <laughs> had to tell people they needed to get a website and claim their domain. So, you know, I, I came from that perspective and sure. wholesale trade shows and selling new boutiques. She, on the other hand, invented a product that then she was selling direct to consumer on Amazon and Walmart.com and through subscription boxes um, in a very different way. And so we really melded this sort of new and older way of, of selling physical goods Love and it. just hit it off. And then one day we decided we're like, there's something needed. Let's start a podcast. And that's and that the rest is history. And it's so funny because podcast is still big, right? You, you see more oh, and yeah. more podcast is becoming
1: a marketing tool. And and I recently on LinkedIn, somebody, I, I don't remember her name at the moment, but she sent like a LinkedIn uh, quiz, not a quiz, like a, uh, can you answer this question? And the question was, do you think that, because I play, you know, a lot of my clients are corporate as well as entrepreneurs. And she said, do you think that the corporate People, those CEOs, those executives should have a podcast. And my response was absolutely freaking lootly because it, it, you want it to reinforce your brand. And because now more and more people are listening to what they want to listen to. If you have a customer base and you're providing great value on whatever that topic is that you're, you're selling, whatever, whether it's tangible or intangible, you know, now like my podcast, our, your podcast too, Alexa you can play my podcast, you know, XM radio, they have podcasts now. So you have all of these different platforms that, yeah, you need to be in the game. So podcasting is just a great tool. So I'm not surprised that you guys are playing there. And because I love what you said, you went out and you were like, nobody else is talking about this, right? There's gotta be a, a need. And now with COVID, I would imagine the need for your business. You probably, you guys probably skyrocketed last year.
2: Um, Last year was incredible for our business, but also for the the small businesses that we work with. So so many of our students had their best year ever um, because e-commerce jumped. So uh, even though we lost that in-person foot traffic type, deal. And so many of them were doing in-person shows, um, you know, whether they were farmers markets or, or gift shows or art shows, or even trade shows, mm-hmm. uh, B2B, um, they lost that. And what's funny is I remember at the beginning of 2020 coaching some students and them saying, I hate in-person cause it's that hustle, you know, every Saturday they had to go set up their booth whether it was cold or hot, yeah. stand outside and try and sell their products, and they were so tired of the booth fees and traveling everywhere. But they were so stuck on this is the only way I can sell. Yeah, this is how I built my business. This is the only way I can sell. So with COVID forcing those shows to close, sure. they had to get online, and that's actually something we supported them in last year. We created this survival kit course bundle, bunch of courses that we bundled together, and we we're like, you need this. How to get online even without a website? Because we saw retailers, brick and mortars, that you. You know, there's people who have had their shops forever and they never they had foot traffic and they never needed to get online. Um, There were these small product based businesses that did all these in-person shows. So we taught them how to sell on social media, how to show up on video, um, how to get online, whether they needed to build a website or they could do it. Facebook actually launched Facebook shops last year, which was a way to have transactions happen through Facebook or Instagram. So. So, yeah, so it was it was interesting watching that where they felt like they had no options. Hmm. But we said you have opportunities. This is the time to sort of take these leaps and then watching them. I have clients and students right now that are telling me that they cannot even believe that they've not only replaced their in-person income, but they've seen growth like it's scalable, 300 to 600 percent. I mean, crazy amounts of growth. And so now I'm like, look, you were so convinced that you had to do it one way, but now you have all these options and it is scalable and you can reach so many more people. Uh, so it's, it was actually, it kind of fast forwarded everyone. I feel like, you know, probably like 10 years in terms of how fast it forced even my grandma shots on Instagram. So, so yeah, it was pretty incredible.
1: Well it's funny because last year all up until this point all of my clients corporate clients live everything is live i spoke live yeah. i trained live i did everything live right went to live events just like you're talking about and then march 13th all the emails came in from my clients okay we're stopping. We, this COVID thing, we don't know what's going on. We're, sh- we're literally, you know, shutting offices and sending people home and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, what do I do now? And exactly, you, you know, I had started the year before to create my pro, cause I have 20 years of curriculum, uh, you know, all sales, service and coaching topics, 20 years worth of stuff created. I just had to take them now and do that little pivot and create this, this, online presence right so it's just a different way of thinking and I agree with you because I was like yeah I'll do it on the side and then March 13th came and, and I have to be honest with you Jacqueline I haven't stopped. I was working 10 hour days, seven days a week because I'm thinking, oh, when are we going to go live again? I better be ahead of that curve. Let me take advantage of all of this time where I'm not training. So I was get, I'll was make you laugh. Everybody was like, oh, I'm Netflixed out. Oh, I've cleaned
2: oh, my yeah. cupboard. Three times I said to my husband, I can't breathe, let alone clean the cupboards out. Because- I was so jealous of everyone learning oh, to make sourdough bread. Uh, I was yes! Like, I am in my office putting together these courses, trying right. to make sure that all of our students' businesses survive or our community. It wasn't even sure. our students who we were creating product. I was like, I haven't stopped working. Sure.
1: <laughs> which, you know, here's the here's the good news. Isn't that a blessing, right? And that, yeah. that you're able to not only help that these small businesses survive, but now three, 600% growth. And it's funny because I didn't realize I there was no way, and I was doing well with the live business. I couldn't have scaled it, Jacqueline, because it was me, And there's only so many hours in a day, and as I'm aging, you know, I can't, I can't do 14-hour days, seven days a week. No one can for a long period of time.
2: I mean, we have our kids home with us in our homeschool. I mean, it's, it's. How do you do it? Whatever. However we thought that life was hard before, it's (laughs) a different kind of hard.
1: And everybody who was like, I wish I could slow down. I I say to people, be careful what you wish for because the universe is always listening and they gave us what we asked for and here we got busier. But you know, it's funny as I look back and as I hear you and your enthusiasm and how you really you pivoting and helping all of these businesses that might have otherwise failed. First of all, kudos to you, my friend. So proud of you and what you're doing. But so proud of all those businesses who trusted you to say, okay, we're in it. Let's let like let's do it. And and me, you know, being a fairly old timer, being in business 20 years, the the pivot's not so easy. So that they took that leap of faith because of you speaks volumes number one to your relationship, right? heart-centered salesperson. For me, it's always about the relationship. Um, and, and now it's interesting because now they all have to sell in this digital realm, right? And it's still about building relationships at the end of the day. So it's just kind of cool how... All of these skills are transferable, right? Yet we think exactly. they're so different. And it's, it's really not. It's the same thing, just that we're doing Zoom and Skype and all these other uh, platforms that we can play on to make us grow exponentially. So I'm so excited personally about the future. And I bet your clients are as well.
2: Yeah. And, you know, to your point, and this is something that we really tried to push is funny, we've pulled our audience and um, I was like 80% of them were introverts. So I feel like... Uh they, you know, they want the product out front and they're, it's not, not them, sure. right? Versus you and I, you sure. know, whether you're a salesperson or, um, service, you know, I have clients you, somewhat extroverted. I, I get energy from others, Me um, too. Yeah. but this is what I transferred for them. Cause it was really hard. I, and exactly what you said, people buy from people. And when we were competing with these Big businesses, you know, everyone was really worried. One, the biggest thing about small businesses is they could pivot quickly. Yeah. It was them or a small team and they could figure out what they needed to do versus, um, you know, Target didn't know how to keep selling. Yes, they could sell online or like Home Goods, for example. Home Goods did not have an online presence or Hobby Lobby. You couldn't order from Hobby Lobby. The quickest big business that I saw move so quickly, which was, will floor you, is Party City. So, Party City. Immediately, we're like, we're doing curbside pickup. They took all their products and they created these like at-home boxes. So they took a board game and cups and they made it kind of like a festive box to take home with curbside pickup. No one would have thought. I mean, Brilliant. whoever – whoever worked at party city, they had some young person that was like, this is what we do. Um, <laughs> <Definitely>. but, <laughs> I was like, I was like, cause it was, they, they pivoted so quickly, but other businesses, I was like hobby lobby. It took them, I think we was like 45 days for them to get online. So with our small businesses, we were like, you can immediately pivot. That's one part. Second part is, is, that, that in-person relationship, when they were telling us that they're in-person sales, that's how they made it. I said, there's something about you that can sell your product in person. You need to get your face online, whether it's doing a story, yes. an IGTV, a Facebook Live, and show up for your, your customers and sell to them the same way you would in person. And that was the hardest thing to push them into. That yeah. was part of the Survival Kit course bundle. We gave them scripts to show up, like 15-second, yeah. 30-second, three-minute scripts to show their product and talk. And because it's that no like trust factor, people wanted to buy from small businesses. There was the you know PPPs and it was trying to keep businesses open. And I told them, I was like, you have the ability to keep your business open and sell. Like, cause they didn't even know if they should keep selling. That was actually our number one question. Wow. They thought when on March 13th, they were like, we have to stop. It's inappropriate to sell. People were getting mad at people for selling. And we're like, your job is to keep selling. All these other businesses are going out of business. The government is trying to fund businesses to stay open. If you have the ability to sell and hire people, that's literally your job. Um, you know, that's, that's what it's you're responsibility. Yeah, it's a responsibility. And so, and so that's, that was one part of like tough love motivation. And two about showing up and selling, because I love what you say. They feel like they don't want to be the traveling salesman with like I always say, you know, the coat with all the watches. And they like open the coat and like buy my watches. Yes, exactly. Oh <laughs> they they feel like that. They feel like if they're selling and asking people to buy their their products, they feel like they're the traveling salesman. And rather it's 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 not that. So they want to show up authentically. Uh-huh. So we help them talk about their products um, in an authentic way, and talking about the benefits about the products, showing the products, and saying, "If you like this, check this out." With that call to action to go buy from their you know website or to DM them or whatever the messaging is. And so um, that's one of the hardest things I think to flip a lot of our product business yeah. owners' brains around. Um, and we and it is their responsibility to keep selling and grow their businesses. So
1: It is their responsibility. The economy needs it, but they need to continue to grow to hire people, right? That's the same thing for yeah. me, we, right? We want to grow and hire people so we keep the economies, local economies going. It's funny, as you were talking, my, I have a seven-step, I've been using it for 20 years, my book, I published a book last year. Um, it's my seven, Easy Pay, ESP, Easy Sales process seven steps to sales success. And it's just an easy peasy way to have a conversation with the client in this very tangible seven step form. And part step one is preparation. And it's the mindset. Exactly what you said, shifting from that icky sleazy. You heard my intro. It's not about being icky sleazy. It's about serving. And if you're serving someone and they need you, isn't that a beautiful, what a beautiful gift that you have to give them. And it's okay to get paid for that right so your people need me the introverts i get them yeah they they need exactly what i'm that that sales genius of 20 years and it's funny um I get asked, uh, somebody asked me recently, why did you get into sales? And this is the God's honest truth, Jacqueline. You know, 38 years ago, um, I had, I had, was going for my MBA at night and I went and I got my licenses because I was financed. So I thought, oh, I, I could help people with their money, right? That's a good thing. I know about that. So I went and I got my Series 7 license and insurance licenses and all of that. And I tell this story frequently. They, people say, why would you get into sales? I go, I didn't know I was selling. I thought I was teaching people about how to manage their money so they could afford the life insurance, so that they could afford to buy a home, so they could afford to put a kid through college, right? So here I'm thinking… They need me. I'm teaching them. Never dawned on me that I was selling because I guess I was raised that if you have a genius, you share that. You help people, right? You come from this place of service. So to me, the word sales never entered my mind. And then when someone finally said, oh, you're in sales? I was like, I am. <laughs> it was brain blast. Like what? I'm in sales. So, and I write, I try to get people to go from that sales is the, you know, the opening and having all the watches, right? That, that idea on the street to really, it's, it's just, it's sharing your zone of genius and it's your responsibility. That's why you're here and it's okay, you know, to get paid for it. So yeah, I hope, I hope my little thing helps, helps your people and the people listening as well. Um, What are your passions and challenges and purpose in life that you think, you know, in addition to what you've told us, but like that brought you here and now. Like, are there other pivoting moments than last year for you?
2: Right. I mean, that's a great question. So I, I'm a fashion designer by trade. I went to art school. I went to Otis College of Art and Design, and Love I it. actually it took me. I actually ended up going to a UC, and I didn't know what I wanted to do um, because I didn't know when I was growing up. You know, when when you're in co- when you're in high school, they're telling you, or at least the school I was in was college prep. Sure. You go to a UC become a lawyer or whatever I was you know, sure. thinking I was going yeah. to be, yeah. but I was pulled to the arts and it wasn't developing us as art. Like if there were people who are artistic or creative, it wasn't that development of who or where do you go? Right. Mm. Um, when I, when I graduated high school and so it, cause now I feel like the kids that are coming out, like, I mean, I, I hate this, but you know, they're all like, I want to be a YouTube star, but there's the ability now. I feel like with my children, my kids specifically, they're young, um, that they may not have to go to college because there will be ways to, you know, Agreed. do a podcast and um, become an expert at something and teach in a niche. So there's that opening. But for me back then, and I went to college and I remember going back to high school to some, um, I don't know, homecoming. And this woman was one of the girls. Actually, she's a girl at that point. Uh, she was talking about how she was in art school and she was learning this color wheel. And I got so jealous and I looked at my parents <laughs> was like, I need to leave this. UC." I put together a portfolio and I, I was accepted into a four year. I still got my bachelor's in fine arts, Love but it. my parents allowed for me to follow my yeah. pursuit of my creativity. Um, and now I became a fashion designer. So it was definitely a trait, you know, it's more in the trade or, um, And that sort of thing. And then I worked for a big, I got hired out of school. I worked for a really big lingerie company. I got hired by a celebrity when celebrity brands are big, but I was always given these opportunities, at uh, smaller businesses that allowed us to wear more hats. So I was given, I mean, I was under 25 and I was running a celebrity brand and we were building, you know, runway shows and we were on the view, things like that. So I just, I was given all these opportunities and that's when I went and pivoted. I needed to leave that job. And again, my parents were like, I was interviewing at bigger companies like BCBG and, um, like, what if you tried this on your own? And so I started consulting. So I started realizing, because I think the thing for me is I've always helped people. I'm the oldest of five kids. I was the helper at home. So that was sort of my service. My heart is a service. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why um, I did start my own. I had my own dress line at some point. I had my accessories brand. But the consulting, the helping people start fashion brands, that's how I've gotten to over a thousand different businesses that I've helped since 2007. I love it. Um, So I think that I think so much of it has been that. And then also the way that I my consulting business, it took me 10 and a half years of doing it one way before for the last three, four years, I switched it to straight up coaching and consulting versus I used to do everything I would design, uh, Uh, find sources, develop, produce, do all the things. And now I just coach. And so, but I think it's also what's come with um, the world, like of knowledge of being able to meet people on zoom. You know, when I started in 2007, it was, I needed an office. I needed to have clients come in, you know, I charged by the hour. It was a very different way of growing my business. People didn't, people didn't know that they needed websites. Yeah. And now, and now where we are that I have my clients on zoom and, you know, coach and kind of like how you said that 2020 sort of forced your business in a different way. So yeah, I would say it comes from a place of service and helping people. But the greatest thing that I've discovered is the impact we've had with the product boss, because I had clients and it was one client at a time. And my Impact didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel it because if the client didn't feel happy or they weren't successful, I felt like it was a direct result Mm. on me. Sure. But by having this like one to many model of our, you know, the product boss, the impact is great. So it it is the action of them and what they do, but that we're able to provide resources, courses, coaching and change their lives uh, because they tell us like, you know, I'm building a house now because I Made all this money from my products, or I left my full time job and i am a full product boss. So yeah. I think that part's been quite incredible of supporting small businesses.
1: Yeah, I, isn't that fun when, like, people will say something, and you think, like, you learned that from me. And it, I did a <laughs> class yesterday, a Zoom class, and at the end, you know, one young lady, she said to me, "Do you remember when you met me fifteen years ago?" This client I've had for a long time. I said I remember, and she goes. I wouldn't even open my mouth in the training. She was so, you know, shy. Now she's managing... Um, the department. She does business development. She goes out and meets wow. with business clients. And um, she said, you know, really, when I think about it, it's all because of you. I, I welded up. I was like, what? And and she said, I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And and there, that's what you're talking about. It's like those moments of, really? Like, really, I had that impact? You think you are, but then when people verbalize it to you, it's very humbling, I think, yeah. because we're doing what we love to do that we're good at it like and and another thing i want to comment on your mom and dad kudos to them because they supported you in Go for it. Do the art where a lot of parents and, you know, you hear the story and over and over. No, become a lawyer. No, become a doctor. No, become the nurse because it's it's it'll support you. It'll be it'll be safe. Safe isn't always where you need to be. And, you know, I think you and I are aligned in certain ways, but I wouldn't be able to help people to this magnitude if I stayed in a corporate job. You, you know what I mean? Same 100%. thing for you. Yeah, so I, I, I love I was, that.
2: Yeah, and you eventually become unhirable. I remember when I'd have like panic attacks of like, I don't know if this is going to work, you know, like maybe I should go, you know, try and apply to Gap and see if they'll hire me as a designer. But then I realized I become unhireable because of my, I, I I'm, you know, it's like the broad range of what I, I Absolutely. do now. Um, There's this quote that um, I saw once on the internet that was like, be the CEO your parents always wanted you to marry. (laughs) It's like, I love it. You know, like we want, especially for women, um, for them, you know, I've I've realized with our, a lot of our students in our community is that they've set their own glass ceilings. A lot of times when we help these startup businesses, they say they want to hit uh, six figures. They don't even say seven. They say they want to be a six figure business. They want to hit $100,000. I'm like, that's That's great, you know, that's that first level, but you're hitting the ceiling for yourself. Sure. Like what would it be like if you could hit seven figures? And we've helped several businesses hit seven figures and that's sort of the impact. It gets intimidating sometimes. You don't want to tell like the hobbyists originally, like you should be a seven figure business, but we want them to just blast that ceiling open and see what the possibilities are for them. Um, And it's different for everybody. We believe there's a different path for each business owner. So if you still want to have a small business, but that, you know, can fund your kid's college fund or helps you retire earlier. People want to buy lake houses or retire their husbands. It doesn't matter what that amount is. It's just for the life that they want to build. And that's what we're helping them try and do.
1: It's never about the money. It is, but it's not. And I say that to be it's never about the money. It's about the money is energy, right? The money allows you to live your life. What, however you want, how do you want to live your life? And it's funny. I love also the other thing I say, there's no cookie. I don't believe in cookie cutter. So even my corporate clients, you know, they say, can you help us build that sales service and coaching culture so that our clients know what they're getting, right? No matter which, which location they go to. Well, yeah, but it's not my, it's not Connie Whitman's culture. Who do you want to be? How do you want to serve? It always goes down to how do you want to serve? Then you back into, okay, well, this is what you need to do to make that vision happen. It's the same thing for my small yeah. business clients. What, it, who do you want to be? What is that life that you want to create? And how do you want to serve your client? And, and the cool thing is, Holy crap, you get to play with the client you love every day and build, help them build their life that they desire, right, by serving. But you get to build your life in the process. It's just a win-win-win. To me, it's like a trifecta when you're able to sell your stuff, your genius, right, and, and everybody wins from that perspective. But again, we have to get out of our own head. It's funny yeah. we put those limitations on ourselves. Um, you know, limiting beliefs are real, we 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 have limiting beliefs from, from through our DNA from our ancestors so it's not mm-hmm. even your own crap you're dealing with guys it's it's crap from your family so we got to let I it just go i had this
2: conversation yesterday i i work with a life coach and i'm jewish and so she was like this is ancestral like some of the guilt or like the um what she say uh and it's not all jews it's it's more of probably italian her, same
1: my- thing the italian <laughs> guilt come <laughs> yeah. on please
2: and i'm I'm first generation American, so it's probably more so like the European part of it. But yeah. it was this idea of um, I kept saying I was going to jinx something. It's like I don't want to talk about success because I'm afraid I'm going to jinx it. She's like, "Where does this come from?" I was like, "I have no idea." It's the same idea of like when you like pray before the plane takes off and you think that your one prayer is going to not <laughs> the plane won't crash because of you. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I'm like, I was talking about. It. I was like, "This is so nuts!" Like how it's in my brain. And so you saying that it was definitely a conversation I had yesterday. I was like, "This isn't even mine." This. This is just, this is back, back, back. When my grandma used to like go to two and like spit because of <laughs> something that was said, or she's like bury a gold ring outside under the dirt, you know? So it's
1: like so crazy. But, but it's, we're taught, right? That, that guilt, whatever you want to quote, well, so are our clients yes. and so are their
2: clients, right? So it's so this whole teaching you, yes. like we're all working through this.
1: <laughs> we all have our crap and then we have our ancestors crap. So think about that burden, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we get to serve and have fun and I, I love it. Um, we're almost out of time we're actually out of time but i do want to ask one more question everybody listening and really really what you're saying it works for tangible as well as intangible products the skill set is the same right it's all the transferable what would be your like two takeaways for anybody listening that maybe is panicking that covid's affecting me i don't i that that uh fear has has just debilitated them
2: Right. So a lot of times uh, I think if you feel like your options were canceled, a lot of people feel like whatever they had, it's canceled. Yeah. I want you to think that it actually create your options nothing's canceled you have new opportunities and so it's figuring out what's gonna work for your business and what opportunities you can create if you think about what restaurants have done there's certain restaurants that do like at-home kits that you can learn to make pasta at home or when everyone was making bread Um, we taught our product bosses to sell raw goods and create like how to make your own bracelet kits or at-home manicures so it's just pivoting and looking across markets to see how you can do that. Uh, If you're a retail store or you're a Mm service-based business, you need to get online. Um, We said if you have a retail store and you're shut down, can you do Zoom call or uh, FaceTime calls with your best customers, walk them through the shop, and do the transaction on the call? Oh my gosh. it's just thinking different. I just need all of you to think a little bit different. I know you feel stuck and it is so scary because we don't always know what's happening, what's going to happen next. but I would say that's true for entrepreneurship. It's just it happened way faster and more extreme in 2020. Yeah, so so always be we're especially small businesses, we're very agile and we're able to pivot and as humans, we're able to adapt. and so I think that's the advice I would give. Don't be afraid. You got this, right? Like, that's what
1: I say. You've got this. You can do this. And, you know, that's taking that person who couldn't talk in a classroom. Now she's doing business development, you know, 13 years later, running a department. And, you know, come on. It's possible. You you could do more than you think is possible. And, again, you have some people like Jacqueline and me who are are out there cheering for you um, to make it happen. Our podcasts are tools for you to do that, right? Your online stuff and your coaching. My online stuff, my coaching. There's... If you resonate with the people that are here to teach you, you've got this, right? That's really the bottom line. You've got it.
0: You've got it. And
2: I want to add to that, actually. One thing is that... you're creative and you're scrappy. And if we're entrepreneurs, you will already figured something out. Think about how many entrepreneurs, you know, that have or not people that have never and will never start their own businesses. So go back to that courage that you had, and that ability to start your business in the very beginning, and and pull some of that back out of you because you're creative and scrappy. And that's like one of the ones I just want you to remind you of that when you started your business, you can you can pivot it now. Yeah.
1: everybody can pivot and you know it's Mm -hmm. funny i hear with my clients they go our clients don't want to be talked to we can't sell to them it's disrespectful that's ridiculous if what you have can help whatever their situation because you don't know their situation unless you ask so if if what you have can help that situation and this is I, I, i often say this how dare you it's your responsibility To ask the question and articulate a solution. How dare you not take your genius and share that and whatever that is, right? Whatever that is for you, and it's exactly what you just said. You you pivot. Don't be afraid. You've got this. You've really got this. So yeah, Jacqueline, thank you for being on. I love you. Uh, Love what you're about. I I think that um, it's an important mission that you're trying to do as well, and and have people survive this whole COVID thing because we're never going back to what was. Now we have to look forward. And say what is right. What is possible and, and move in that direction. Um, if you are interested, please check out uh, Jacqueline and Mina's uh, website. It's the uh, Check it out. And are there links if they want to connect with you directly?
2: There are. We're also on Instagram at the product blast. That's where we hang out the most. And I do want to just say we have this pledge we created, which is the shop one and five pledge where we are pledging to shop one in five of our purchases from a small business service or product. And so if you head over to our website, you'll find the shop one in five pledge. Take that. And then we also have a small biz shopping directory with over 600 different small product based businesses that you can shop from. So no matter what's coming, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, shop, shop that if you're looking to shop from a small business support.
1: I love it. And, and you're supporting your people who are supporting their people who are supporting their, you know, again, it's like the pebble in the pond. We're, we're all together. We're all in this together and we really can impact each other. Jacqueline, thank you so much. Again, the uh, check it out. Do the one in five um, challenge yet yeah, pledge. Thank you pledge. And if you need my help, please go to, if you like what I've said today or, or feel that I resonate with you on the sales front or service and coaching if you need coaching your team, please go to whitmanassos.com. Ton of free resources there. Uh, my bio, just everything is there. You could contact me through whitmanassos.com. I try to make it easy peasy uh, for everybody to get in touch. Jacqueline, thank you again. I, what a great conversation. I feel like we have another show in us, um, like a quarterly show. I, I don't know. You and I will talk yeah, if you're amazing, cool with it. Yeah, this is amazing, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our energy, I, I, philosophical, I love who you are and what you're saying, and I think that there's a lot of cross pollination with your listeners, my listeners. That I think there's a tremendous amount of benefit with just these two different perspectives. Yet they're the same, which is the coolest thing, right? So I, I, I hope that you felt the same way. Great show. I yeah, Thank I hope you. I hope uh, everybody listening uh, felt felt the energy as well. It was it was awesome, and I do hope you will join me weekly as we question, um, build, and discover together. That whatever you're going through in your business, your life, your sales career, whatever it is, be the heart-centered, and usually I say the sales leader, but how about just being the heart-centered person that you're meant to be um, and lead through your business or whatever it is, but share your genius. Don't be afraid to do that. Shame on you if you do. Um, so again, come, come forward and be that heart-centered, beautiful person you are. And hopefully Jacqueline in our conversation today helped you with that. Thank you for tuning into the Heart-Centered Sales Leader podcast with me, your heart-centered sales leader, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I wish you all a wonderful week. Open your minds to the client relationships that are possible as you become the heart-centered sales leader or just heart-centered person that you're destined to be. I'm excited to have you on this journey with me and I I know my, my guests are as well. And I just wish you an inspired week to take action. Thanks everybody.
0: You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.